So Reality Check Chat is our rural Susquehanna County, Pennsylvania podcast sponsored by the Independent Democratic Women of Susquehanna County. And I'm Barbara Scott, and I'm here with my podcasters. I'm Judy Herschel. Good to be back after a little bit of a a reprieve. Uh, And I'm Liz Kearney, having a snow day in rural Pennsylvania. It's a beautiful day. Mm -hmm. Trying to stay optimistic, guys. Trying. We no. were talking earlier before we started and before you, Liz, got on on how you know, things just seem to be getting worse lately. And, and usually I'm the one that says, OK, guys, I got hope. We're yeah. going to get to this. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. But I got to be honest with you lately. I am feeling I one, I'm in a bad mood. Two, there's so much going on right now. I, for one, can't understand why more people aren't standing up. But but the human in me is saying you know, hey, listen, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff to comprehend. I get why people are kind of backing off a little bit. For example, something that's really poking at me right now, and I know you guys would really agree with this, is the the threats against the LGBTQ community. Right. Um, I fortunately grew up in a home where I had a mother and a father that really were very open to to many different lifestyles. I, I had friends who were gay when I was younger. We didn't talk about it. I guess it was that period of time. I had gay men friends that spent the night at my house in high school. You know, my mom was cool like that. And, and I went to school and was fortunate. I've, I've been around a lot of gay men and women or, or in, individuals that belong to the LGBTQ community my entire life. So even though I cannot relate to personally what they're going through, it's been a big part of my life because that's been most of my best friends throughout my life. And just recently, within the last couple of years, I've been working with a group of individuals in in our community on opening up a community center that is LGBTQ friendly. And not to go into the you know weeds on how this happened, but it was it was something requested by the youth in our community and requested by people that felt they had nowhere to go safe. And unfortunately, we we live in an area where. There's still a lot of homophobia and a lot of um, stigma and a lot of fear. And There's too many places in this country where that's too many. Place. We're not the only one. And, and, no, and no. unfortunately, unfortunately, and as soon as we announced this, oh my goodness, the backlash. And, I, and, and I'm not saying the backlash is an overwhelming number of the population. I do still believe it's a small number, but man, oh man, the things that have come out of people's mouths. Wow. Um, it's very evident there are people that have no fear on voicing their opinions on how they think this is wrong. Excuse me, Judy, but probably because they're used to getting affirmation or, or about what they say. Exactly. Affirmation, exactly. I should say. You know, I, I believe, I guess. I believe in this country and I believe that people have the right to congregate and get together and and be who they are. And I guess I always understood that that's what other people believe, but it's so noticeable and obvious that there are people and there is a certain party, the Republicans, I'm going to, I'm going to call them out that will do anything and everything to focus their attention on this group of people and as a way to win elections and to gather support and threaten the, the lifestyles of these individuals and, and their freedoms and their rights. And we have a long road ahead of us. I looked while we were researching this on the ACLU's website, and I want to encourage everyone to take a look at their main website, they have a dashboard that goes to a map of the United States and you can click on each of the states and identify the legislation that is going on or has been defeated. There have been some that have been defeated, but some that are ongoing that threaten freedom of expression, that threaten the safety of transgendered students 
access to healthcare. I mean, we know all the things going on. And what I found appalling was there were there were 278 bills at, at the end of 2022, 20 of which became law. And all these bills were targeting the LGBTQ community. And then looking at the map, there's really only about 10 states. Our state is included. Our state has legislation, legislation that's moving forward. There are only about 10 states that don't have it. And that's appalling. I guess my message is to everybody that we need to pay attention to this because like Roe v. Wade, which came, we are fearful of, these things are happening. And when this happens, this country is, is going to be something that we don't even recognize anymore. Right. We have to pay attention. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Judy, that you you said by the at the end of 2022 in Pennsylvania, I think some of those bills, if not all of them, are, are not going to happen now that we have the democratically controlled House Assembly, whatever you call it in Pennsylvania, it's a house, I guess, the PA House, and uh, Josh Shapiro. I'm sure that he supports the community. And and then, of course, we have our newest senator is, has always been supportive of the community, the LGBTQ community, J- John Fetterman. Exactly. And we're lucky for that, Barb. But I think we've got to do what we can to hold on to that because this will be an issue, unfortunately, that will keep on occurring. And, and it could and- change in two years. That's the thing. Absolutely. And, well, and not I, Shapiro or Fetterman, but but the the House could change in two years and go back to the Republicans. And I want to say, you know what, Republicans work on a friggin' issue that really matters to people. Yeah. You know, they don't have abortion now to focus on and use as some type of diversion of some kind. So now they're they're picking this issue and they know that it's an issue that is a hot topic for some people and that they're fueling the flames. And I mean, some of the things I'm hearing is they're equating the LGBTQ community to child molesters. There are people that that are brainwashed and I'm going to I'm going to blame the party on that because they're big they're playing a big role on that and they're adding fuel to the flame. This is a very dangerous situation. So even though we're we're safe right now in Pennsylvania, we're not safe in our country. Other states do not have that opportunity right now. We're we need to fight more than we've ever fought before. And we need to pay attention. I want to hide like everybody else. You know, it is a lot of information, whether it's LGBTQ, women's rights, all these things are so overwhelming, but there's so many things going on right now as we speak that if we don't pay attention, our country, we won't even recognize. So it's pretty scary. I just read just today that DeSantis in Florida just revoked the liquor license for the Hyatt in Miami for having a Christmas drag queen event. Really? Oh it was just it just popped up. He also <sighs> said that he didn't like Biden's foreign policy because he doesn't think we should be supporting Ukraine. Dangerous. That's, That's dangerous. very dangerous. That's very dangerous. What, what happened to the Republican, you know, philosophy of live and let live? That used to be a you know thing like getting government yeah, out of people's lives, leaving people alone. Where did that? Why did that go away? I mean, this is the, the complete antithesis of anything I associate with what Republicanism was about. Exactly. And as far as gay people being pedophiles, excuse me, every creepy pedophile I've ever known was a straight man. How many men have you known? How many pedophiles have you known, Liz? I mean, there were some, I've I've known some in high school. Oh, really? It was was a creepy coach in the town I used to live in. Creepy band teachers. There were always creepy teachers that people knew, women knew to stay away from. And they were always straight men. I mean, so this whole pedophiles of gay people is, I think, is complete bullshit. If there's a pedophile, it's a straight man. I guarantee it. Creepy white men. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. 
It will drag queen over a creepy coach any day. Absolutely. And what makes me mad is you may have some Republicans who say, you know, I'm an ally to, to gay people. I don't care, whatever, whatever. But they're not standing up to their party. Right. So you can say whatever you want. And I hear it all the time. Listen, I don't I don't mind. Yeah, I support your community center, but I won't come to your meetings. Or yeah, I support whatever, you know, whatever you guys want to do. I don't, but they don't stand up for what's right. This is your party. This is your party, and you're voting for the people that are within your party right. because you believe in the bottom. Bottom line, you're not paying attention to the fact that they're doing these horrible things on the side. Get a set of balls. Now's the time we got to stand up for these things. Right. And where's the Republican sense of empathy? Imagine being a kid, growing up, maturing, and realizing they're attracted to the same sex. No one chooses that. That's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. That's going to be really difficult and painful. And let's have some empathy for how hard that must be. And then even wow. the Republicans, they're going to have grandkids. They're going to know somebody who's gay. And it, it's, I'm sure it's a struggle. And yeah, let's have absolutely. some empathy for people. Sorry, I'm yeah. just I get sweary at this stuff. I know it's a hot yeah. topic for me. Like yeah. I can feel my blood pressure going up. Exactly. <laughs> I think we should separate. I mean, gay and drag shows aren't the same thing, but True. I mean, drag uh, performers aren't necessarily gay. There are drag shows in New York City, probably still are. I mean, there a lot of straight people like them. I like them. I enjoyed yeah. them. I've know. gone to them. Yeah. Yes. I, I wanted to do a shout out for our junior senator, um, John Fetterman his bravery in coming forward and seeking, you know, inpatient health for his depression. I want him to know he has, we all have his back and it's very brave and we're, we're on his side and there's all these people. I'm still so proud that I got to vote for him. When I hear the word Senator Fetterman, I'm like, I helped do that. I'm yeah. so proud of him. I'm, I'm yeah. tearing up just thinking about it. <laughs> so I'm so and, proud of that. And he's been starting to do things. Working, working derailment thing, the regulations for the for the kind of accident that w- happened in East Palatine. And, and let's point out the hypocrisy from um, Mitch McConnell, who's been who was injured recently and apparently more injured than we initially were informed. And he's working. Maybe for, I'm not sure if he's in the hospital still if he's, if, or from home. But let's have some little uh, compassion. You know, it was a physical ailment, which is no different from a mental ailment and he's not getting the same amount of crap that senator fetterman's getting right right of course so not. let's have some of course now let's have some uh you know fair fair treatment here of course i did read that the republicans were nervous mm. when he fell and tripped because uh-huh. they don't have anybody to step up that can do what he does thank you Thank you for that. <laughs> exactly. But they weren't There's, calling for his resignation in a special election right. like they were with that, That's right. Falling. Right. Oh my gosh. Exactly. No compassion yeah. whatsoever. But yeah. it's power and control, Liz. That's it. It's amazing what power and control will do to, to some people. Oh, it's grim. Just one thing about the attacks from the right on the LGBTQ community, it's because they've kind of don't know what to do about the abortion thing. Even though one state, as Judy, you pointed out, we're not sure which one, but they are, are listed. They is trying to get some legislation passed uh, calling women who have abortions or miscarry, maybe probably too, um, can be charged with homicide and sentenced to death. So whatever state it is, they have the death penalty. 
so they're torn because there are so many problems with this open-ended overturning of Roe versus Wade, you know, and the exceptions are not exceptions. Possible to get the exceptions. I want to give a shout out to Jessica Valente's uh, Abortion Everyday Newsletter. It's, I think it's $5 a month, $42 a year, if you want to support her. And she's got all the information you could possibly not want on what's mm-hmm. happening in all the states with all their legislation and all their bills and all the things that they're putting through. It's horrendous. You wouldn't believe it. And she's the one where I got that. No one can get, no woman can get an exception. Exception for rape. In certain states, you have to have, you know, have turned the person into the police. And then you have to have physical evidence and you have to have a witness, a witness. A witness. A witness. That was one state. You had to have a witness. So forget that. And the life of the mother, I guess if you're gasping for breath, maybe they'll, I don't know. It's really, it's really bad. But I, I, if you, if you're interested in this subject and what's going on in this country, in every state, subscribe to her newsletter. And if you don't know Jessica Valente, she's a feminist and a, a writer on women's issues. And she's, I guess she's a millennial. She's young. I read, first read about her in The Guardian. I used to get her her piece in The Guardian every week. And then she left. And and I'm not sure where she went to. But anyway. It's a headache. I, I don't understand right. making a hard decision harder. Right, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that either. I mean. You know, the doctors are all afraid. I mean, we've talked about uh-huh. this before. The doctors are all afraid. And rightly mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. They can't even support their patients or give their patients the health care that they need because they might be charged with some horrendous crime and lose their doctor's license. I've read that some doctors are actually moving to states mm-hmm. or or quitting entirely. Right. Moving to states that are more um more friendly to choice. Right. As I said, let's point out no one's for abortion. And right. we're not pro-abortion. You know, we're pro-choice and staying the hell out of a woman's personal decision. Right. Hello, former Republican Party. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. 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 Liz, you mentioned people moving and, and it, often I think, okay, where's this going to go? You know, if we keep going in this direction, where are we going to be five years from now, 10 years from now? How are we going to get out of this? You know, what's, what's going to happen? And, and I think you're right. I think people will leave Florida. People will leave Texas people, but is that necessarily the best possible thing? Could that cause more of a division? Mm-hmm. That scares me too. Yeah. Then we're really going to have a difference between the different States. But you can understand their decision. Oh, 100%. And, and I think I would be one of those that would want to move if I lived in a state like that. So I get it. I get it. But the advocate in me, you know, wants to tell people stay where you're at and keep on fighting. But fighting is hard. Fighting is tiring. I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know where this is going to go. I think a lot's going to depend on the presidential election next year. It's going to depend on us and people like us continuing to move forward, gathering more people with us. Yeah. I'd like to think that what we're doing is going to work eventually. Yeah. So Liz, you were going to talk about President Biden's budget. I've got some numbers. I always got curious about, you know, he proposed a budget. Was they, We understand this is going to be dead on arrival because it won't get through the uh, Republican-controlled House. But it got me curious about the redistribution of wealth. You know, detractors complain that, you know, Medicare, Medicaid, these sorts of things are handouts, they're freebies. We're redistributing wealth to the un to the unworthy, quote unquote, and made me think of the trickle down theories of the, you know, the, back to Ronald Reagan, the trickle down. Actually, looking at numbers, the wealth of the United States has actually trickled up. 
not trickled. No, it's flowed to the upper classes. And some numbers I came up with, I was reading, um, oh, Bernie Sanders was on Stephen Colbert recently. And apparently he's um, requested a Congressional Budget Office study. And he said, quote, that like literally three individuals, three individuals have more wealth than 50, the bottom 50%, i.e. the bottom half of Americans. And that's preposterous. Let's see. And 1989, the top 10% held 63% of the wealth in the country, and now it's nearly 72%. And the bottom, the bottom 50% held at one point 40 years ago held 4% of family wealth. Today it's 2%. And so to me, these um, Medicare, Medicaid, you know, proposing student loan debt, you know, elimination. This to me is a way to remediate some of that money flowing up that's bringing it back down. So it's going to take, I think, some sort of governmental work because it's not going to happen in a quote unquote free market. No. And so, so Biden's proposal, his proposed budget has really um, reasonable things. He wanted to make that expanded child tax credit permanent. Remember that 300 bucks a month that happened for a while there. He also wanted poses funding for universal pre-K for anybody who wants it. And also making money available to states to make school lunches free yeah. across the board. Good, good, good. So that's, that's, that's a reasonable thing to do. Uh, what else? The, the taxes, he would pay for this by higher taxes on billionaires, higher tax rates on those making $400,000 a year. I mean, anybody making below that would not be affected. They don't, you know, I'm not having pity parties for the wealthy. Like, oh, they're going to be taxed higher. They would rescind some of those um, Trump tax cuts that were so painful and so bad for our budget. And um, increase the corporate tax rate and hike the stock buyback taxes. So these are reasonable things to, again, to redistribute the wealth that had been, had been flowing upward for the past 40 years. You mentioned yeah. the student debt. To me, that's the one of the more hypocritical arguments against because the people that will get the $10,000, I think it's only $10,000, maybe $20,000 of your debt, are pretty much your lower income, people of color, students of color that couldn't have gone to college without these debts that are going to be paid back Pell Grant people. And you can't get a Pell Grant unless you don't have any money, basically. And we've talked about, you know, Judy having student debt and she's... I'm 45 <laughs> and still paying off student debt. I'm almost there. Almost and there. also, it reminds me, I looked at um, how much student student um, expenses have risen, how tuition has risen. In 1981, I applied and was accepted to a minor, almost not quite uh, Ivy League school. And it was 7000 bucks a year, which we could not scrape together. And now that same school is, I'm losing my notes. This year, um, it was, I looked on their website, $36,000 a year. So in 40 years, it's risen that much. And I also saw that if you, the minimum wage had kept had kept track with productivity, and not just inflation, but with rising productivity, the minimum wage should be 23 bucks an hour right now. And imagine what that would look like. You oh, know, right. Right. our lowest paid people would make $46,000 a year. I mean, that's a living wage to me sort and of. to start with. Not maybe not for a whole, but if, if, if a couple made that much each, I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a middle class you know, that's a middle class salary for a family. Right. You, don't have to, you don't have to pick between a movie paying the heating bill. You can go to a movie now and again. Right. You can, right. Yeah, yeah. You should be able to, yeah, enjoy your life and not have to yeah. work your right. day off. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also um, heard about, you know, uh, rents are higher. 
I talked to a woman the other day here in Pennsylvania. She had moved back to Pennsylvania from Florida. And she's an elderly one who would have been enjoyed the Florida sunshine because first um, because I've heard this from other other areas. These little mom and pop trailer parks are getting bought up by big corporations and hedge funds, and they raise the, the you know you have a mobile home and a trailer park, you pay lot rent. You know, so they're, they're jacking the lot rent on on senior citizens. You know. So that's just this, you know, so things are more expensive. And anyway, that's so when people, when poor people have money, they spend it. When rich people have money, they hoard it. You know, they, they, invest, <laughs> other, they invest overseas. I mean, I'm, I mean I'm, I'm exaggerating. I'm a little bit biased. But tax cut or there's a, any kind of stimulus money to the middle class and lower, people spend that money in the community. That money yeah. gets spent. Yeah. Trickle Certainly. down economics does not work. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. trickle down. We know that. But I think a lot of the, the wealthy spend money on real estate, apartments in Manhattan that they don't even visit, which racks up the market there so that all they're building is these unaffordable to most people condos. It's a bad scene there. I don't know about other other cities. No one's ever in them. So there goes your sense of community. Right. 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 Of course, we're not in ours that much either. (laughs) (laughs) Present company included. We still say hello to the old people that we were there when we moved in and weren't old. <laughs> There's some of them. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I want, this, I want this to be talking points for our, our listeners, because I know, I, I suspect we're preaching to the choir. I, I doubt there are very many re- Republicans listening to us speak. So my thought is that always trying to give talking points to our Democratic friends who may be having to engage with their friends, family, coworkers. Let's give our friends some talking points so they can help maybe not change their mind, but at least help them see a different point of view. Exactly. And if you have anything you'd like us to talk about, contact us, realitycheckchat at uh, gmail.com or at our website, realitycheckchat.com. And uh, of course, we're always looking for subscribers and we're always looking for new sponsors because the independent democratic women may not have enough money for much longer. <laughs> and, and advertisers are welcome, of course. Yeah, advertisers are very welcome. <laughs> and we wanted to say that a few shout outs before we, we uh, and I'm thinking uh, Liz and, and um, Judy, that maybe the ESG stuff I was going to talk about, I'll talk about next time. How about that? Because that could be something that's uh, we need to learn about, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's the bill. It has to do with the bill, the first bill that uh, President Biden is going to veto, evidently. And and then we wanted to just say that we've heard that new mass studies saying that the masks don't work. And what I heard recently was it's not the masks that don't work. It's the mask mandates because people that are mandated to wear masks either don't wear them or they wear them under their nose. I'm sure you've all seen this. Now, our two-year-old grandnephew in school, there I've seen him some his sometimes slip under his nose. <laughs> it's so cute. But, <laughs> but for the most part, it's people being obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Like the masks don't work. And they don't work if you don't wear them properly. And so that's the deal with that study. Are, are we ready for another? Oh, show? I have one more. I have one more quick shout out. I was going to do last time. 
I want to um, shout out to my adopted home state of Montana. Senator Democratic Senator John Tester just announced he was going to seek re-election. It's going to be a very heavily watched race. I think it's going to be a very, very, very expensive race. He's perceived as vulnerable, and his own co-senator is going to be working very hard to unseat him. Senator Steve Daines, who I have nothing kind to say about. So I think anyone's listening who's inclined to donate to political races, this is a big one to watch and to uh, get out your checkbook. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big, ugly race. It's important to keep that seat Democratic, to keep the Democratic majority in the Senate. Yeah, absolutely. Even though yeah. he's one of two Democrats that voted for the bill I was talking about that Biden's going to veto. Right. <laughs> He, he, walks a pur- he walks a purple line. He walks a purple line every day. God bless him. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, we need to support. And it's my understanding that I'm not sure about this, but from her, that Jackie Rosen, who is it, Nevada or Nebraska? It's one of the end states. I'll look uh, she evidently might have to do the same. She evidently is may have trouble being reelected. Nevada. Nevada. Okay. In Nevada. So we support her campaign too. Amy Klobuchar is splitting her some donations with her that she gets because Amy Klobuchar is up for re-election as well. Yeah, we've got to keep those Democratic senators that we've got. And it would be great to get, I don't know who's running, but that we could pick up a seat if possible. But I've heard from some of my Republican colleagues that Mastriano may be thinking of going after Casey. Casey. He's not going to win against Casey. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Okay, that's fine. Exactly. Which which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. But I think he's going to have an opponent. They're going to come after him. They would be stupid to pick Mastriano. Yeah. But they did it last time, so. They did it the last time, for sure. No, not Dr. Oz. Have you heard Dr. Oz? <laughs> what? Just always Dr. Oz as well. <laughs> is, he, is he coming? No. I think, I think he's, he's done. done with politics. Yeah, I think yeah. he's done. Yeah, rightly so. I want to give a shout out to the Progressive Turnout Project. They are a nationwide organization. And some of you, we in the past, not this past year, but in the past, maybe 2020, I'm not sure. Uh, some of you may have been writing postcards for them. I know I've written a lot of postcards for them. And they just have been pretty successful in Pennsylvania. I guess last year, they knocked on 268,000 doors, 74,000 conversions, 99 campaign fellows, and I guess they raised $2.5 million, or they invested $2.5 million in the Pennsylvania campaign last year. Hmm. And so, you know, getting Democrats elected, progressives, hopefully progressives, and they were pretty successful, and they do a lot. So they have field programs and organizing, and it's a good organization if you're interested. The Progressive Turnout Project, I suggest you support them, along with Tester and Rosen. Rosen. (laughs) From Nevada. From Nevada. (laughs) From Nevada, the end state. All right. (laughs) So we want to give a shout out to do we, did you guys do your shout outs? I think we're done with that. I, I don't have a shout I, out. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I wish I had a shout out. I feel kind of left out. I'm trying to rack my brain right now for a shout out. But Amanda, you can shout out Amanda. Oh, I'll, I'll shout, shout out. out. Huh? Shout her out loud and clear. Yeah. Okay. I don't think anybody heard that. Do it again. I said, we're going to shout her out loud and clear for Amanda Cook. 
right. Um, she uploads our our podcast to to the, our website, and of course, Carl Hagstrom wrote our theme music and plays the harmonica in it. And mm-hmm. we're grateful to him. And that's it for I'm, I'm pretty grateful for Audacity, which is free editing software mm-hmm. um, because we edit this, of course. And or it would be <laughs> laden with words we don't want the public to hear. We've come a long <laughs> way, baby. <laughs> All right, so it's going nice, strong. It's nice seeing you, and we'll do this again soon. All right. Good night, everyone. You Thank too. you, guys. Right, do. All right. Bye, bye. Bye, bye.